This is your Sporting Edge, 91.7 The Edge, WSUW Whitewater. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Are you ready to go out there and take what's yours? Yeah! What you worked hard for? Yeah! You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Oh! Oh! When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Any other questions? Ninety-one seven, the Edge WSUW Whitewater. Welcome in to the Monday edition of Hawk Talk. If you're wondering who's this glorious golden voice is that you can't quite remember, it's me, Joe. Maybe DJ Joe Cool. I'm back on the air for Hawk Talk. I'm with two people who I believe have both been on this uh, last week: uh, Eric Bauer and Joe Kabicki. Yep. Did I say that right? Yep. All right. For some reason, I always have trouble saying your last name. But welcome back on to uh, the show this semester. Um, it's good to be back with you guys. Uh, I've talked to Joe a little bit and Eric a little bit too, but I haven't been on air with him yet. Yes. So this is an exciting time of year uh, because now we have the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl where we'll hear the same story told 17 different times by 17 different media reports. Um, you know, by by Super Bowl time, there's not going to be a new story by any means, but it is Super Bowl season, I guess you can say. Uh, so, yes, this is awesome. Now, Eric... We're gonna start off with introductions, I guess. Okay. It's been it's give me a give me a second to get back into smooth things. But Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Excellent. Uh, sort of that's all you, yeah, that's all you. That's all you need. How's the start of your semester going? Like, uh, it's going well. I like all my classes so far. Um, first Monday of classes. Yeah, I've only had one class today. And By the I, way, Pete Rose is still not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's true. He's not. Uh, <laughs> not in the best Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. In the Red, gonna be in the Reds Hall of Fame though. Ooh, that's good. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I had one class today only, and I. Or so far, and I have one right after this. So, so it's a night class then. Yeah. So it's a six thirty to nine. Six thirty to seven forty-five. Okay. Oh. Now that's the second person I've heard have that class. What class is it? Uh, a journalism class. Are you is in it Connor's class? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're in it with Connor. Okay. So writing class. for news media. It's a good yep. class. I took it. Um, that's inter- Connor Moore will be joining us later. By the way. Um, but okay, so. That's just new to me because usually, like by six thirty, if you have any class at six thirty, it's a night class. It's a two and a half hour long, you know, once a week night class. So this is weird. Six thirty to like w- this late to have two classes, like at the same weird. time. Like usually, like five o'clock. Yeah, five is like the latest. 6:15. Like five to six fifteen is usually like the latest that they'll go. Where it's an hour fifteen twice a week. I've had last semester. I had a class exact same time slot. Like the exact same way, except it was Tuesday and Thursday. Hmm. That's it's, it's weird. Hmm. It must and be a relatively new format. Now six thirty to nine too. is also a uh, new format because it us- it used to go five forty five to six to uh, or five six fifteen to seven forty five or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, or to eight forty five. Sorry, six fifteen yeah. to eight forty five opposed to six thirty to nine. But whatever, Joe, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back on Hawk Talk again uh, this week and. Got a lot of stuff going. It's going to be a good week, I think. All right, sounds good. I'm, I'm your classes are all good. Your first Monday was a solid one. Oh yeah, it, uh, it was a pretty easy uh, week uh, or pretty easy day so far. I only had one real class, uh, so to speak. What define what makes your other class not real? 
Uh, well, it's it's weightlifting, so it's like a PE half ah, a credit. Okay. So it's I, I don't classify yep. it as a real class. Okay, so. fair enough. Now your professor's listening and failing you right now. Uh, you're gonna get your grade back, and you'll be the first person in Whitewater to ever <laughs> attend all the classes and fail a general ed, uh, phi ed kind of thing. Yeah, but I took exercise walking this time last year. <laughs> that was awesome. I took it solely because. <laughs> I wanted to say 20 years when I'm at, like, some bar or some restaurant, like, reminiscing with friends and we're talking about our college days. I'll be like, yeah, I remember I took exercise walking. <laughs> I walked a track for eight weeks. Inside. Yes, because um, when the weather's nicer out, they do go outside and walk. My uh, instructor, I'm not going to say professor, instructor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's an she's a assistant softball coach, too, so she is more of an instructor. Yeah. Um, you know, it talks about how, like, they'll go outside and, like, walk different terrains. But obviously, we're in Wisconsin from <laughs> Sorry. January to, so we have a track. Terrain, that is like, you know, we'll walk a, like a dirt path or we'll walk. Yeah, I know. You, know, it's just, you just don't laugh. It's okay? just funny. It's just funny that this is a class. It it really is. Okay. For the Phantom Caller again. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get into uh, sports. Go sports. Wait, er- how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, my first Monday of classes were fine. Uh, I only have one class so far, which is social media optimization, which I, if he, if the professor continues to teach like he did today, uh, style wise, I'm going to really enjoy that class. Very, uh, um, involved like, he gets the students involved. You know, it's a very, dis- it's a true discussion based class, which I like. And then I have my first night class, my only night class of the semester, my final night class as I am done in spring. So yeah, fun stuff. Eric. Do you have the what are we going to call it this semester? Um, New semester, we can call it whatever we want. Since it's Monday and we're just coming off a weekend, we can call it Weekend at Willie's. But it will be. I think it should be called Weekend at Willie's on Mondays and Thursdays. Okay. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, it should be uh, just the Warhawk Roundup. Okay. Well, Weekend at Willie's. Do you have it? I do. Yes. All right. And uh, let's see if I can remember how to do this. And uh, go ahead. All right, going back to Friday the twenty second, women's bowling. Oh boy, <laughs> oh man, we are okay. Never mind, women. <laughs> they competed. Yeah. There you go. They got six, I believe. We're uh, we're the uh, Warhawk or Weekend at Willie's has taken a, <laughs> um, has a, a nosedive, yeah, a standstill. All right, literally bowling finished. Now this is off of memory. Bowling finished sixth. At their invites, uh, men's basketball lost against UW-Eau Claire on Saturday. Women's basketball beat UW-Eau Claire in UW-Eau Claire on Saturday. Uh, wrestling uh, competed in a, a meet here. It was a multi-team meet here. I don't know how well they did. And gymnastics won their uh, quad meet here at uh, Ketchell Gymnasium on Saturday. Again. I got it again. You got it? Okay. Okay. See how well I did. Okay, so so uh, the 22nd, women's bowling was in Maryland. Uh, Versus Maryland Eastern Shore and Reading, Reading, Pennsylvania. They lost ten twenty nine to nine seventy one. I'll just uh, I won't say the scores. I'll just say if they won or lost. Oh, to, fair uh, enough. Yeah. To save myself and the uh, listeners' ears, uh, women's bowling versus St. Francis. Uh, they lost that one, but they won against Midday. Into the mic. I, I can't even read these words, man. <laughs> like I don't know, under I can't pronounce them. I mean, like. It, Okay, women's bowling against Medial, they won. Then women's bowling against Delaware State, they also won. Then men's track in the North Central Cardinal Opener in Naperville, Illinois, they took second. Women's track, they took third out of six in the same North Central Opener. Uh, then women's bowling again in the 
against Farley Dickinson in Reading, Pennsylvania. They won, and women's bowling also won against Cutstown. Then on to Saturday, men's swimming in the Lake Forest and Lawrence Triangular. They in Appleton, Wisconsin. They took first out of three teams, obviously being a triangular. And then women's bowling, uh, women's swimming also took first in the same uh, triangular. Then gymnastics in the UW Stout, UW Eau Claire, and UW Oshkosh. Uh, against them, we took first out of those four, and that was parents' night. Men's basketball, or sorry, women's basketball against UW Eau Claire, we won. Men's tennis against Cardinal Stritch, we won six to three. Wrestling versus UW Eau Claire, we won twenty-seven to fifteen. And against Concordian Wrestling, we won forty-three to three. So a little bit of a blowout there. Then men's tennis in Detroit uh, versus Detroit in DeKalb, Illinois, we lost seven to zero. And then wrestling against North Central, we won twenty-one to fifteen. Then men's basketball, UW versus UW Eau Claire. It was alumni day, and we lost sixty-six to sixty-three. So very close, uh, very close game, but not able to win that one. And then let's see. On to Sunday was more of just women's bowling uh, against Franklin Pierce. We won, and then against Maryland Eastern Shore, we also won, but lost to Delaware State and lost to Farley Dickinson from New Jersey. And men's tennis at Northern Illinois, we lost 7-0. And to finish it out, women's bowling against Vanderbilt, we lost 949-944. to So lost just by five pins to a to Vanderbilt. Not too bad of a not too bad of a showing there. And that is that is it. That is the weekend at Willie's. Not a not to the uh, starting for the f- semester we wanted for weekend at Willie's, but it was the starting we got. Are you, are you talking about the results or the uh, flow in which? Just the way, <laughs> just the way it went. The whole it happens. starting, yeah. It happens, especially since we can were, only go up from here. You're on a phone too, so yeah, you know. I was doing my best. Oh, I almost it, forgot introduction, so yeah. I uh, accidentally clicked one of the links and brought me to one of the bowling box scores. Ah, that's that was what was happening. Ah, yes. So sports, uh, I I kind of hit on this earlier. A little bit. Uh, it was. A, it's. A, it's a good time of the year for sports fans, especially football fans, um, especially for fans who are more than just. I'm a Panther fan. You're a Packer fan. You're a Packer fan. Nope, Steelers. Fan. Steelers fans. No, that's right. Yes, Steelers fans. Sorry, I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, we all were in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, my team is the best. Um, but n- nonetheless, we're all in playoffs. But we're all football fans too, so we can respect the game even if our team wasn't playing. Uh, so I want to talk because we have two weeks to go before the Super Bowl, so we can we can kind of talk about the Super Bowl. A lot. We can talk about it a lot, especially we can, since we can talk about the Super Bowl. I feel like later. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't really necessarily feel like, oh my goodness, now that there's only the Super Bowl left, that's what we should talk about. Uh, we can kind of hint at everything once in a while. But so let's talk about the games that happen Sunday. Are you guys cool with that? Yes. Yeah. Sunday games. Let's start with the first one. Uh. Uh, the first one that happened, it was Denver versus New England. It was uh, the Manning-Brady Bowl. Again, what, the 17th time in their careers they have met up? The f- fourth time in playoffs? Fifth. Fifth time in playoffs. Uh, this time Manning was with Denver. Uh, it was New England on the road but favorites. And they, they came in, they struggled, I think. Um, I think they struggled, and Denver also played a, a very solid game. Uh, I think it's uh, it was a combination of the two of them. Uh, Steven Joshkowski. Joshkowski. Well, gosh. Um, missed his first extra point of the year 
which uh, had a factor in it. Yeah. And uh, Denver lost them the game. It did yeah. in theory, yes. <laughs> uh, so yes, and so Denver comes away a uh, nail biter, twenty to eighteen yeah. on their way to the Super Bowl as AFC champions. Let's break this game down. Uh, Eric, do you want to start? What you saw? Uh, what sure, you... I saw the New England offensive line just getting bullied by every person that was being sent in pass rush on the Denver defense, whether it was their defensive linemen, linebackers, or even secondary people running <clears throat> to rush the passer. seemed every single play there was pressure on Tom Brady, and when there's pressure on any quarterback, it's not easy to play, but in recent memory or just in the past, when Tom Brady's under pressure, he performs far less far less better if that makes sense he's just less he struggles more yeah he struggles far more than he does normally because he was having trouble throwing the ball even on like a slant route or routes that should be three step three step drop and pass the ball and he was getting pressured every single time from Von Miller DeMarcus Ware just Danny Trevathan even Brandon Marshall like everyone was in on in on him and their offensive line was just doing nothing they looked like they were sick like a sixth grade team against the denver broncos pass rush because peyton man i mean what's his name tom brady was hit i think 15 times something like that he was yeah. sacked only four times officially yeah. but was hit much more did you see the article on espn today that no. um it was actually your point exactly i'm trying to find it right now um but statistically speaking brady is is worse than average when it comes to performance under pressure. Yeah, he's like that's how the Giants beat him both times in the Super Bowl. They when they played, they just sent so many people to pass rush and he was flustered and couldn't figure out what to do because he was just getting hit every play and that's that's really what the bane of Tom Brady's existence is is if you get pressure on him a lot, he's not going to be performing very well. Yep. So Yeah, I I agree, you know, it's just he come, he's a completely different player. Yeah. And you, you would think he at really this point, is. you know, give it to him the first couple of years. But, I mean, he's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But this is going to be – every quarterback has their flaw. You know, Dan Marino never won the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady's – and I don't think it's going to be a flaw that's going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. But maybe the flaw that prevents him from ever being considered the greatest quarterback of all time is – I said it could be. Yeah. You know, depending on how you want to make the argument, because much like any in any sport for any player, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest when it comes to winning the big game, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, right now, Eli Manning's a better quarterback under pressure. You know, but I think that's going to be the one flaw. Like, when someone's making an argument against Tom Brady, that's going to be their big argument as well. He couldn't perform under pressure. But... Joe, did you get a chance to watch the game? Um, yeah, I caught a little bit of the game. Um, not as much as I would have liked to. Uh, it, it, I mean, as close as the score was, I, I didn't find it as exciting of a game as I'd hoped it would be. Um, I was expecting more of a shootout type game, but that just didn't happen. But I do agree with you. But I, I think traditionally the Patriots have had a better front line and to protect Tom Brady. And so... I don't think I really don't think that he's used to this as much as you'd expect him to be used to performing under pressures as much as he had to against Denver. But um, that I mean that caused him two interceptions right there, and that's 
pretty big when the other team gives up no interceptions. So um, it wasn't as good of a game as I would have liked to have seen. It did come down to Who the wire. Who were you rooting for? I wasn't rooting for anybody. I just I <laughs> Who would it, you prefer to win? Um, I wanted Denver to win. So you were rooting for Denver. There we go. We just solved yeah. your answer. But you would have been okay with New England winning because yeah, you, you didn't know. care. Okay. No, I really I didn't care who won. Okay. Um, I was kind of leaning towards Denver. Give give us something a little bit different in the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, a different team. So that that's yeah. I didn't I didn't catch enough of it to really have an opinion. I love how you said. I'm not trying to like knock you down, but give us something different. And it's been what twelve of the past thirteen Super Bowls have featured either Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or uh, Ben Roethlisberger. The only Super Bowl in that span that hasn't featured at least one of those three quarterbacks is uh, what was it, 2012 was the year that yeah. uh, Joe Flacco yes Joe Flacco came out of nowhere and was just like no let me put a, let me put my mark on there yeah it was the uh, uh, the uh, game in which of course the power outage went out for like 30 yes. minutes and you know it was the uh, why can't I think of the coaches' names the Harbaugh Bowl yeah you know but still that's incredible really three quarterbacks have dominated 12 years. Yeah. Most of them have been Brady, but still. Is Connor now officially going to be joining us? Yep. All right. Connor Moore, everyone. Fashion me late. We were just early. He was on time. I was rooting for uh, <laughs> I was rooting for New England, um, not because I like him more. I, I, I respect Peyton Manning as a quarterback and as a human being a lot more than Tom Brady. Um, just with his, I think he's a classier player. Um, I know that's why a lot of people don't like Cam Newton. Looking at you, Eric. But... At the same time, you know, I, I wanted – I would prefer – like, if, if, Carolina, if Carolina wasn't playing, I'd be rooting for Denver. But I wanted to see the matchup. This is before Carolina even won. I wanted to see the, the rematch of the 2003 Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Which is one of the greatest Super Bowls. Um, I should probably turn Connor Agreed. on. Uh, okay. Make me do all this work. John Casey. I'm just going to say John Casey. Adam Benetary. <sighs> yeah, John Casey was – the reason they lost. Did he miss a field goal in that I game? I think he did. I don't know. I'm almost certain. Uh, Connor, how you doing? As I look it up. I am good. I You can tell I haven't been in the fishbowl in a while because uh, I don't even really know. Oh, there we go. I can actually hear everybody fine now. Uh, but no, I'm good. Ow. But no, I'm good. Uh, you guys want to know how many new, I guess you could say, recruits we got for the sports committee? Like, we have... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We got ten new people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Uh, <coughs> and I think most. I think all of them will join us for the our meeting tomorrow. But uh, outside of that, no, I'm doing. I'm doing well. You guys already took care of the Warhawk roundup and everything. I'm assuming. Yep. All it right. went smooth as a whistle. And that's what we'll leave it at. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? W- all right, I have to ask. I have to ask Joe this. Joe, was it better or worse than my bowling score thing? Oh, you you struggle through bowling. I think they ha- may have to be about even. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Lucas gave me gave me a hard time about that. Like he he walked in the room today. He was just like every bowling score really. Well, like, uh, uh, Eric decided to us uh, uh, spare the spare the people all the bowling scores. He just gave the, 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 import, <laughs> the important result, win or yeah. loss. That was a, that, that's exactly what Lucas told me. He was like, "Couldn't you just tell them if they won?" I was like, "In hindsight, probably." But no, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to have for these for these for the new people. You know, it's awesome. Well, hopefully most of them stick around. It's I'm hoping. I'm looking at a couple names on here that some of them. 
I, I'm familiar with from TV. Uh, one of them I'm familiar with with uh, radio, and one I did in, in real football with, and he's been asking me about radio for since I've met him last year. So needless to say, I think everyone seems pretty enthused. So, But that's just obviously now. We'll see if they actually show up to the meeting tomorrow and if they stay. But I'm, I'm excited. But uh, we're – I'm. Go- were we? Were you guys talking about uh, the which? Were you guys just talking about the AFC title game? We were. Okay. Joe just gave his uh, his opinion on uh, the game and kind of his thoughts and what he what he saw and what he thought about the game. So we'll move on to you now. Uh, you know, it was uh, again the recap. Denver won twenty eighteen. W- did you see the game? Did you get a chance to see it? I did. I didn't. I missed all of the first quarter and I caught maybe about the last four minutes of the second quarter and then I watched the entire game uh, throughout. And, you know, I I would – some people kind of want to say, like, oh, they're kind of surprised because, you know, it's it's Tom Brady, it's Gronkowski, and the, and the world's greatest group of uh, slot receivers ever. But, you know, that's the best defense in the league or, or the best defense or the second best defense. Uh, really depends on uh, your point of view, but that's – Safe to say, one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, statistically, they're the number one defense. Statist- statistically, they're the number one. Correct, but I mean, like, like you know, like I mean, it's kind of. I mean, we talked about it all the time. Like, obviously, <coughs> like Carolina and everything oh, with yeah. their defense. I mean, we know you think they're the number one defense, but I mean, it's kind. Of, you could you could easily make the yes. argument that they could be number one. But I mean, I wasn't too surprised that they held that they held uh, the Patriots to what they held them to in the, uh, the first few minutes of the game. But it was the end of the game that. It was the end of the game that I was watching, and it just seemed that every single time, you know, like the Broncos were just about to like put him away, like there would always be like that one small mistake, and they would always come up at the wrong times. And, and whether you are a fan of either team, or in my case, just kind of just watching, even though I was kind of low key wanting the Patriots to lose that one, like you're watching and you're just like, of all the times in this game for mistakes to actually for you to like slip up. And for all the times, like in the season, you choose a time where you very well could go to overtime in this one, and you kind of know to drove the Patriots, you give them life, you might it, it's pretty much a wrap. So you're so you're kind of thinking like, oh, okay, are they like looking past the Patriots already? They there's still time on the clock, but they are are they already somewhat celebrating in the back of their mind that they just put them out? I mean, that was the one thing that I was kind of thinking. Uh, obviously, after the game, during the game, I was kind of just like, oh, no, here we go again. But after the game, I was kind of just like, I wonder if they were already thinking ahead, like, who they're going to play in the Super Bowl. Because, I mean, some of those mistakes were just stupid. Like, the one, like, the fourth and long uh, conversion where uh, Brady bombed it over overhead to Gronkowski. Like, that one was just, I get they're trying to double cover, it, uh, double cover but, I mean... Chance. I mean, you knew what the pass with the play was going to be. It was going to be Gronkowski deep because they needed all those yards. So why do you come in and try and try to like contain him in left and right when you know uh, Brady has the ability to go over the top and you know Gronkowski is is physical enough to go up and get it. So if anything, you you play back as a safety, and then when the ball gets there, you play like you try to play the ball. You have the one. You have uh, the cornerback play Gronkowski to his best of abilities, and then you have the safety try to play the ball, or then double cover him when the ball is like in range, not right off he, when he takes off the line of scrimmage. And then when they were in the end zone, that was just a matter of just Brady be, being just uh, just being very precise and everything. But I mean, all in all, uh, Denver righted. Like you can't even really say right at the ship because it wasn't even like they were struggling all game, but they they got it together. They they kind of snapped back into uh, current day, 
and then uh, s- sealed the deal. And Peyton Manning finds himself in another Super Bowl. So yeah. that's kind of my that was kind of my thought. Most of my thoughts were mostly pertaining to like that last two minutes uh, of the game. The rest of it was kind of just no surprise. That's a lot more in depth. Holy schnickies. But yeah, no, <laughs> I uh, I agree with a lot of you guys. Uh, a lot of what you guys have all said, and I I do agree that for as close as the game as it was, it wasn't exciting. No. And I think Packer fans out there, hear me out. Don't jump to conclusions for what I'm going to say. But it was a lot like the first half of the Cardinal game, the divisional round. That it's not that this is a close game necessarily because both teams are playing so spectacular. I think it was just you know they struggled off- offensively. Both teams did. Um, you look at the num. I'm looking at the numbers, and I get a chance. I'll admit I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of this game. Um, looking at the numbers, yes. New England had 336 yards of total offense. Denver had 244. That's not terrible. Um, but you just look at, like, I'm looking at the, the box store, and, and Manning didn't have a great game. Uh, he didn't have a, a poor game, but he, he threw, he was only 17 of 32, um, which it's not great by any means. He only threw 476 yards, which means he obviously didn't take a lot of, he averaged, they both averaged 5.5 yards of throw. Manning threw, or but Brady threw for over 310. So, the, you know, Manning didn't take any shots downfield or anything. It was a very conservative type of game, I think, a lot like what Carson Palmer was doing the first half of the Packer game. Um, You know, and the defense obviously was a defensive, uh, very strong defensive game, but it's just kind of like, yeah, there's nothing exciting happening. You know, there's no deep bomb that's getting, you know, caught, and all of a sudden that's what's tying the game up. It's long conservative drives. And so... You know, yeah, to me it wasn't a – I saw the end of the game and it was just kind of like, eh. Like, even the the end of the game when uh, Gronkowski caught that touchdown, which, first of all, I thought there was offensive pass interference on that. It kind of looked – I thought there could have been. It kind of looked like he pushed off a little bit to, like, when he was, like, trying to turn away. But he, he caught it and even the Nets was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, touchdown. They're still down by I two. I think that was because they were assuming that that was going to happen because Tom Brady was playing. Well, yeah, and but that's the thing. I mean, that's what makes it boring. I, I like, assumed it was going to go to overtime. I really did when I was watching it, just because it was like, oh, Tom Brady, he's going to get the two point conversion. Yeah, I, I literally I thought that's what it was. That's why I was just like, oh, because I I agree. I wasn't very like hyped about the touchdown. Actually, I won't say that. I was I was excited that they the Patriots scored a touchdown, but I was wasn't surprised by any means from no. it because I thought Brady was going <coughs> to lead him to overtime and a win, but it didn't happen. Unfortunately for for me, <laughs> yeah. So, shall we move on to the next game? I think we should. Uh, first, I just want to say, you know, I said John Casey. Um, he didn't miss a field goal. He didn't. He kicked it out of bounds. Yep. 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 Of lost, course, we all know what that game. The game from. We all know what that game's going to be remembered for. John Casey kicking the field goal. Nope. Or kicking the. That game will forever be remembered, and the fans of mine. Maybe that's what we'll remember as, but the, the general population will remember as a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. Oh, that was the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. That Justin was Tam- the one? That was the Super Bowl where Justin Tamper like, ripped off I thought uh, that was, part of I thought Janet that Jackson's was the one top. where the, it was the Patriots and Eagles. Nope. Nope. It was the Panther. Yeah, because I remember that. Like I knew it was around the time. I couldn't remember which one it was. John Casey. For let, you. Let that name haunt you. <laughs> John you could be Casey going for, for your you, Janet second, Jackson for us. Your team's <laughs> yeah. second For Super everybody Bowl else ever. in the world. Se- second Super Bowl win, but... John Casey had to uh, ruin it. But it's Janet Jackson. Jo- what John Casey did for the organization, though, like, he was one of the most consistent players, so I'll give it to him. No. I mean, the defense should have stopped him. So, anyways, we'll move on. 
Defense defense only had didn't even give them that many yards. They probably went only like thirty yards, if that. Mm, still. With uh, Tom Brady, who we still. we just said we assume he's gonna take your team down and score. John Casey's gotta See, kick that one in. I'm not I'm not play. like a Viking fan who when I hear a name of a kicker I, I you know, get instantly angry. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Walsh or the kicker from why can't I think of his name right now, the one that missed uh, in the a- NFC Championship game years ago. Morton Anderson? No. The one who missed in the NF- NFC Championship. Maybe it was. Let's see. I don't think it was. It definitely wasn't Blair Walsh. It was. Well, yeah, it was like 25 years ago. That when they had oh. Randy Moss? No, it was later. Chris Carter? I think it was more. I can't just type in Viking kicker who missed field goal. Yeah, they'll give me like, like 12 names. I won't narrow it. He missed a single field goal the whole year, and then he missed the one to win the game. Yep. Morton mm-hmm. Anderson. Uh I just want. I, there's a couple of them I'm thinking of though. Um, Gary Anderson. Gary, my uh, bad. Morton, his brother. Same. Yes. Both kickers in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, and sorry. Because I, 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 I knew I had it the was last name, and that's really that's yeah, really that's brother. Anyway, so let's move kicker. on to see. So it's a good thing I did look it up because now Morton Anderson won't call, being like, I did not He'd miss like, this. What's wrong with you, Eric Bauer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare you associate me with missing a game-winning field goal in the NFC Championship? Anyways, so let's move on to the game I want to talk about. Uh, the game I think more people thought was going to be the better of the two. I think going yeah. into the weekend, everyone thought New England was going to blow out Denver. They were the four-point favorite on the road. And this is the game that's going to you know pit two high-scoring offenses versus two very good defenses. Um you know, two quarterbacks who are still, ch- you know, who had had a lot to play for. You know, yes, Manning and Brady, obviously, they want to win- make it to the Super Bowl, but they've both proven they can get there and they can win. You know, these are two quarterbacks. Carson Palmer coming off his first Super Bowl win or his first playoff win. Cam Newton still in playoff experience, very young. You know, had beat Arizona last year, but you know, who really? But didn't. Um, was this? Uh, was Cam Newton? Was that his fifth playoff game? Or fourth? Uh, they beat Arizona last year. I think it's third or fourth. But still, he hadn't really won a major playoff game. Yeah, I, I think all playoff games are major, but this is the one that yeah, really yeah. you know, put him up to the next level Cause of I playoff quarterbacks. Because if it was his fifth playoff game, then I think him and Carson Palmer had the same amount of playoff games. I think they have played in the same amount of playoff games, right? If I'm thinking correctly. Um... Yeah, something I don't know. You know Either way, they're both they they, they both don't have the Super Bowl rings like Man- like Manning and Brady had. Uh, Arizona comes into Carolina, who hadn't lo- who have yet who had a loss at home since November of 2014. And Carolina, much like against Seattle, went off to a blistering start. Got off to a blistering start and didn't let up. And this game ended up being 49 to 15, the most points ever scored by the. Uh, Winning team in the NFC Championship game history. Not the most in... Does anyone know who had the most in Championship game history in general? How recent? It happened in 1990. That is your hint. Mm. The Buffalo Bills beat the Oakland Raiders 31-3. to Good Lord. Or 51-3. to Sorry, I said 31. 51-3. to This was in a conference championship game? Yep. So, <laughs> this game, like I said, I think people were tuning in because of how good it was supposed to be and it just turned out to be now i enjoyed it because i am a panther fan diehard panther fan mm-hmm. um eric i know probably didn't enjoy it because he does not like cam newton yeah. for whatever reason uh what, he, what are your thoughts on the game 
Uh, My thoughts were that Carolina showed that they're the most dominant team in the NFL. They just manhandled the Cardinals in every possible way. Like, Carson Palmer had four interceptions, two lost fumbles, played just pitiful, along with every other player on their entire team. Like, David Johnson played okay for, like, a quarter. Fitzgerald had two drops. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Everyone played bad on their team, and, like... The pa- I mean the the Panthers' defense just showed that they were better than the the Cardinals' offense. Like they showed it. Like it it was blowing my mind because I was like the Cardinals' offense. They're like they were good, and I knew the Panthers' defense was good, but they just showed that they were above the Cardinals' offense. Like they the Cardinals couldn't do anything. Like they obviously scored two touchdowns, but Carson Palmer was. Th- it was like I've never seen a game like that one sided really. I don't know if I other than the Cardinals Packers great, wasn't it? Other than the Cardinals Packers game that happened uh in the regular season still, like it was just a beating. Like the I'm certain now that the uh, Panthers are gonna win the Super Bowl after that. I love to hear that. Now before I get on you guys' opinions, let me ask this question because you kinda had a good uh point with this, saying, you know, oh, now you're certain. Now now you've seen it. The critique that Carolina had all year on them, and I will even say I understand where they're coming from. I don't like it because it's their strength of schedule. Because you know, I always you know my argument because well, that was their big thing it was like, oh well, look who they're playing. No wonder they're winning. And my argument was all year long is every NFL team at one point in their in their franchise history has had the easiest strength of schedule. And yes, maybe some easier strength of schedule still aren't as easy as other years, but still, it's not like. It's a norm for the team with the easiest strength of schedule to go fifteen and one, fourteen and two. That's not the norm, so it's still impressive. Um, does this game? Does this performance? Maybe it was Arizona just having a bit of a bad game. You know, they didn't look all that great against the Packers. Uh, they didn't look all that great against um, the Seahawks in their final game of the year. But a lot of people put that off to being they weren't playing for a lot. Does this now for? Are you still saying Carolina went 15-1 solely because of their schedule, or are you saying now, okay, maybe they were a lot better than their even... But they may, may not have gone 15-1, but it's not just their schedule that made them who they were. No, they still beat... They still beat good teams. Like, they beat the Packers. Like, yeah. like the Packers were obviously a good team. They beat... They were 5-1 or 6-1 and one at the time. Exactly. So it's... I think anyone saying that it was purely on their strength of schedule is not looking into it well enough because the Panthers last game um last two or three games they've shown that they are just destroying or they just show that they can dominate teams if they want to like what was the score of the um Panthers and who did they play the Panthers play before Seahawks Seahawks and they w- they ended up winning 31 to 24 but they didn't score it all in the second half. Yeah, but they didn't score it all in the uh, second half, and they can say, "Oh, we didn't come out conservative." That's what they said at halftime. They're like, "Oh, we're not. We're going to keep a foot on the gas." But I watched that second half. I saw the second half. They were playing conservative, yeah. and yes, their defense probably didn't play as well as they wanted to, but still. Yeah, you don't you don't want anybody to get hurt when you have that big of a lead, right? Exactly. But all right, Joe, thoughts on the game? Um, Wait, if I you have any, I, I don't really think it was a game. Yeah. Can I add one more thing yes. uh, for my thoughts? I uh, 
now I do believe that uh, Luke Keekley is the best linebacker in the NFL, too. Thank you. He's uh, he's um, proven to me that he is. Just what he does on the field is so it's, it's insane. Pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. It's insane. All right, tell you, Joe. Oh, yeah, um, it, it wasn't really much of a game. Uh, Arizona just came out kind of flat. I mean, not not terrible, but not not what we've seen the last couple of weeks. It's weird because the last um, time a team came out deflated, they won by a lot. And I'm just <laughs> New, England, New England jab right there from last year. But yeah, still. yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, go on. Um, but no, I I don't think it was. I don't think the reason the uh, Carolina Panthers went fifteen and one was solely because their schedule was easy. Uh, they still played some good teams throughout that schedule. So um, I, I think Carolina is the real deal, and I think I think they are going to put up one heck of a fight, if not almost guaranteed a win against uh, against the Broncos. Uh, I figure if they're not going to win it in regular, if they're going to win it, if it goes to overtime, they will win it. They'll find a way to win it. All right. Connor Moore from the fishbowl. Yeah. When's the last time we've been able to say that? Uh, Connor Moore from the fishbowl. See, I can say whenever I want. <laughs> but No, you can't. I mean, you can, but it won't be true. Unless I'm relic, actually, I'm never going to be relegated. I'm normally in that chair right there, <laughs> but Connor's a little salty today. How much? <laughs> were you rooting? Who are you rooting for? Who was I rooting? You can for? be honest. Who was I rooting for in this game? Yep, Carolina. Okay, good. You're not going to be muted. You could be an honest, but you would have been muted. But, you know. <laughs> no, no, I want Carolina to win to win this one. Uh, Your thoughts on the game? What game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. That's my, that's my comment. But no, uh, watching this game. I guess the best thing I can when watching this, it was kind of, a, and you mentioned how Arizona just didn't even show up, and like I was kind of like joking around about it, you know, tweeting like li- like little funny things about it, but it was like, I felt like this game was a matter of one team having so much to prove, having like for whatever reason having all this undo like obviously this a whole bunch of pressure in the playoffs especially let alone a game that that a decides your fate and b either has you watching the super bowl or playing in the super bowl and so i feel like on one end you had one team who just had all this like pent up like aggression you know they wanted to get out there they wanted to like shut the crowd down and everything like that they kept getting tired of hearing uh Cam this, MVP that, uh, Norman this, Keekly that, and everything like that. And, you know, the, you just had a team that just wanted so badly just to just basically just come in and just say, enough, shut up, like, they're, we're just as good as them. And then I feel like it was just a case of, you know, like, when, say, just like an athlete or something gets themselves, like, so amped up, like, mentally psyched, that they psych themselves out. And that's kind of what I saw. It did not, like, it literally looked like the Arizona Cardinals were in, like, they were in They're in Charlotte, but they didn't get off the bus. They did it. And when they fought, and it took them until, like, like Carolina went out on, like, scored, how many How many unanswered points was it until they until they finally scored? Like, what, seven, like 17 or they something? They started at 17 nothing, like, and then like, Arizona <laughs> scored to make it 17-7. Like, seven, like 17 unanswered points? It took them that to realize, oh, crap. Our season's kind of on the line. Like, I mean, I could very well be wrong, but, I mean, it, for, for me, it just looked like that. 
obviously it wasn't like they didn't care because that would be that would be absurd for me or anyone to say like there's no way they didn't care but at the same time it just felt like you know maybe it was the fact that even though Carson Palmer's been in the league for a while you know that this is arguably the biggest stage of his career you know maybe it could have very well have been like the this that the uh, Carolina crowd was just completely going nuts and you know again I also give it and to not and just so I don't harp on uh, Arizona so much on the side of Carolina they did what they've done all season which is go out there and just have and just have a ball you know and I got into like a kind of like a mini argument with this about with a friend of mine who is not a man who is not a big Cam Newton supporter at all and I and and everything like that and I was just like and because you know like the antics and everything and i was just like okay yeah i was okay like maybe i was like his antics and everything there's that that the other but he's having fun yep the rest of the team is having fun and if you're somebody on a team and if you're some like let's say like we're like let's say we're all playing for the carolina panthers right now right and we see our yeah i was i know you're cool with it (laughs) (laughs) like and we see our leader Cam Newton, he's out there, you know. Obviously, he's intense. He's a game where he realized there was a game to win, but he's out. But it's not. But it's not like he's out there like his life is on the line, you know. Like he's giving it all, but he Cam Newton kind of has that that like boyish enthusiasm, you know, like going out there just like having like obviously competitive, but having fun because they realize that they're they're getting paid to play a game, a game that they love at the highest level. And it just so happens that, you know, it's at home and a trip to the Super Bowl is on the line. You know, they're gonna go out there and ball out. You know, they're gonna they're gonna have fun. They're just gonna they're gonna obviously they're not gonna be like too loosey goosey. They're gonna be, have to be structured, but they're gonna go out there. And you know what? They're gonna they're pretty much gonna not throw everything on the table, but they're gonna do but they're gonna do everything there because that's essentially their last home game. So they're gonna go out there and have fun. And I feel like it was a case of one team just I guess compared to Arizona being loose. Uh. It was one, like Carolina was just loose, you know. Like obviously the Super Bowl was on the line, but they played like they played hard, but they were just having fun and everything like that. They weren't having all this undue pressure. And I was like, oh, the, like everybody doesn't like us. Everyone doesn't like Cam this, Cam that, and everything like that. Everyone wants us to lose and everything. We're being villainized. They just went out there. It was like okay, like business as usual. It's a foot. It, it, they embrace this is, it. Like this is a football game. Like it just so happens that this football game sent, is either gonna send us home or it's gonna send us to Santa Clara in two weeks. Let's go out there and play. Whereas Arizona, I think they went into to this one saying like, "We gotta beat them. We gotta do this. Like, let's shut them up. We are we're supposed to be the hero in the story. Let's end this." And then it, and it showed they fell flat. I feel like there's so much. Um, I don't know if it was just the fact that there was so much emotion or the fact that all that emotion was wiped out after the Packer game. I don't know. But there is one team where it had emotion, kind of like just kids playing backyard football, having fun, and then another team that psyched the, essentially psyched themselves out. That's at least what I saw. And in the end result, there wasn't even a game. It wasn't a game. It was one team basically coasting themselves into the plane, and they're going to be in Santa Clara in two weeks. So, Well, and I, I kind of ag- I agree with you on that, that Arizona came in and had a lot more to prove and whatnot. But it's a lot it's a Hello, lot Eric. It's a lot easier to have fun when you're winning, and when you're up by that many points at halftime, they were, they had a pretty significant lead at halftime and came out and uh, Arizona blanked again in the third quarter. I mean, it, it's a lot easier to have fun, and when you go 15 and one in a season, like the yeah. season should just about all be fun because mm-hmm. you've won just about every game throughout the year. So 
I feel like, like he said, Arizona did have more to prove, um, and Carolina didn't have as much pressure. But it, it's going to be a lot easier for them to, as he said, have fun because they've won all the way up to this point. Yeah. It, it's like it's a lot harder for teams like Cleveland or those other teams that fall a lot flatter throughout the year to have fun to play in the regular season, postseason, whatever. Right, and uh, moving on to I, I can't really I'm not going to talk much about the game because you guys are pretty much. I agree with you guys. It wasn't. I mean, I as a Panther fan, I could go on forever, but you know, it wasn't much of a game. Carolina showed up, but so I just want to talk a little bit about Cam Newton for me because now there's there's two complete Cam Newton and Tom Brady is my other comparison. They are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. You have Tom Brady who takes this game. I mean, it is it is it is his job, which I think all quarterbacks agree it's his job. But I mean, he comes out, you know, he's gonna and he's out there to do his job. Cam Newton's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and that's have fun with it. And I think every other quarterback falls on that spectrum somewhere in the middle between those two. I don't think anyone doesn't. I shouldn't say I don't, because I'm not saying Tom Brady doesn't have fun with it, but emotion showing emotion wise, I don't think anyone shows less emotion than Tom Brady does. Oh no, lately, like maybe not so like maybe not so much on the field, but definitely on the sidelines, and even lately, I guess this season, like on the sidelines, you're seeing like, you're seeing like hit. Like the last few seasons, Tom Brady's like emotions are just going like not like uncontrolled, but you're definitely seeing him like with the fist pumps and everything, like the sprinting towards the end zones to find his receivers and everything like yeah. that. Like here, he- yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But at the same time, you, you know what I mean? The Patriots. Right. Me, I shouldn't say Cam Newton, it's- Tom Brady. Let me compare the Patriots way versus the Panthers the, way. Right, right, right. The okay. Patriots way is this is a game. You know, Belichick doesn't show any emotion as a coach. You know, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, I still think shows probably is probably you know he is you know he. He's known for that stubborn, that straight face. He's that straight face quarterback who's there. He's like the, you can for me. It's like comparing the Arizona or the St. Louis Cardinals to the Milwaukee Brewers in 2011. The Brewers had a ton of fun. You know, they embraced the game. Whereas St. Louis is kind of like we had like it's not our job to have fun. It's our job to play football. Right. The, pa- kind of thing. the Patriots slogan, as a matter of fact, last season all year long was "Do your job." Yeah, exactly. Like, so, so I guess and. Uh, with Cam Newton, though, the the quarterback that I think of more than anyone else in history, in terms of just watching him have fun, and Eric just got it right there. It's yeah. Brett Favre. Yeah, the, they're different oh, yeah. players. They're different players. Cam Newton. Now, Cam Newton certainly throws has thrown his fair share of interceptions, but Brett Favre was a gunslinger. He was a gunslinger who's going to go out there and have fun. Whereas Cam Newton, he's a more he has he tries he attempts to play with more control. Not that Brett Favre didn't play with control, but he's not going to you know launch it up there in triple coverage. You know, and it's going to pay off sometimes. And it's not going to pay off sometimes. Cam Newton will launch it, but it's you know, he takes less risks, I guess, in a way of launching deep. But yes, it's one of those. You know, and I say Aaron Rodgers. Look at him; he has a lot of fun at the game. But you know, it's not to what Brett Favre was when Brett. You know, one of the things you when you say Brett Favre and his legacy, you talk about his his you know records, but you also talk about how he always looked like he had fun out there. He was yeah. just a big kid playing the game, and I, that's how I feel and that like never went away even when he got old. Too. Yeah, and I feel like that's where Cam Newton's going to be out in his career, and that's what he said. He says he wants to, you know, end his career when his career is all said and done. He says he wants to be remembered for how much fun he had, and that's always why I said if I was to go to one preseason game. It'd be a Carolina game because even if Cam Newton was just on the sidelines, he is still he takes a preseason game and he makes it as fun as a as a Super Bowl. You know, his if his team is doing well, even in the preseason, he's running up and down, dabbing and doing all this other stuff. You know, it's awesome. So that's what I wanted to throw out there. That you know, he reminds me so much of Brett Favre because Brett Favre, I think 
Cam Newton could arguably go down as a quarterback who showed he had more fun playing the game than anyone else in history. Could be. Could go down. Who knows how things will change, but Brett Favre currently is that number one guy. You know, where when you think of someone who had fun with the game, Brett Favre of the Atlanta Falcons. No. Well, technically, yes, but, you know, yeah, this game, it moved, going, I guess quickly going back to this game, it was a blowout uh, in all senses in all sense of the matter, defense showed up, offense showed up. Um, but who knows what's the Super Bowl going to entitle? I don't want to talk too much about it because we'll be previewing it later on. But, you know, you've you've hurdled over the, the big one. Uh, one thing that I'm concerned, I'm scared about is, or I guess a comment I want to mention. Uh, it was, I, I want to say, now Troy Aikman and Joe Buck so happily did the game. Because uh, they're in, in uh, Fox's number one crew, so naturally they're going to do the game. Uh, the big thing that I had to laugh about was they're talking about the Pro Bowl, and they're talking about both teams. And it was now Carolina. I'm pretty sure had, to, had like the game wrapped up by this point. But they're talking about how you know, you know, these players are going to be replaced because now the way the Pro Bowl works is it's played in the week before the Super Bowl. So if you're a Pro Bowler on the Super Bowl team, you're still quote unquote a Pro Bowler, but you're not playing the Pro Bowl game. Um, and they mentioned something about like Thomas Davis. Now Thomas Davis has been with the Panthers. He was on the Super Bowl. He was on the team. wasn't active, but was a safety. If you can believe that, Thomas Davis, the linebacker for the Panthers, was a safety for the Panthers in 2003 when they played in the Super Bowl. Well, the 2003 season in 04. Um, he's been through three ACLs. Um, he's had seasons where he probably could have been a Pro Bowler, but just wasn't. And this year was finally his year. He became a Pro Bowler, and they're like, you know, I feel a little bad. You know, he gets all, you know, he finally gets to be a Pro Bowler, and now he does, you know, may not even get to go now and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, the reason, the sole reason he is not going to play in the Pro Bowl is because he is playing in the Super Bowl. I am pretty sure 12 times out of 10, Thomas Davis, yes, I did that, I said that correctly, 12 times out of 10, Thomas Davis would say, sorry, Honolulu. I'm going to have to skip out on you because I'm playing in the Super Bowl. I would hope anybody who's exactly. playing in the Super you know, Bowl. And it's like he broke his arm. He has a broken arm. Yeah, yeah. He, he has a broken arm. So, yes, that would have sucked if Carolina had lost and he broke his arm. So it was like not worth, you know, so he wouldn't have had a chance to play in the Pro Bowl. Then I would have felt bad. But just the way, yep, see, every time I just come in a uh, slouch a little bit. But um, I just thought that it was funny because it's like he was almost like saying, oh, it kind of sucks that he's playing in the Super Bowl because he's not <laughs> – you know, going to get a chance to play in the Pro Bowl. And so it's like, mm, no, pretty sure he's 110% okay with that. Yeah. He, uh, Thomas Davis says he's still 100% confident that he's going to play in the Super Bowl. Yes, and I guarantee he wouldn't have played in the Pro Bowl. No. There was no reason to play. I mean, my guess is he'll probably club his arm up. Um, You know, that actually helps. But, yeah, one week after breaking your arm, he's not going to play in a Pro Bowl game. He may go, but he's not going to play. Yeah. Um, but so I just thought that, that was, like, the funny, like, the one line I took out of it was, like, Troy Aikman almost feeling like, Saying, oh man, it kind of sucks that he's not going to get to the Pro Bowl. It's like pretty sure the reason he like he's okay not going to the Pro Bowl because he's playing in the Super Bowl. I think any as Connor would say, any player would say that. Uh, there, uh, yeah. So it's Carolina and Denver Super Bowl Fifty. Do you guys like the uh, non-Roman numerals? This uh-huh. is. No. Uh, it's Super Bowl L for the cl- traditional fan, and after fifty, it'll go back to it'll be L I next uh, next Super Bowl. But this year, they're going with the uh, American style version like of the numbers. It. Don't like it. Don't like it. Why do that? They did it for forty nine years. Why change it? 
Yeah. And they're doing it afterwards. It's just, is it just, I don't, it's like, if it's I'm just because it's the letter L, like there have been other Super Bowls, you know, Super Bowl 10 was just X. I'm going to assume that all the, like everything that's in gold, like the logo and like the conference logos and everything are going to revert back to its normal colors. Yes. The reason they did that was because the 50th anniversary, the 50th anniversary okay. of the Super Bowl. So, I mean, there may be teams that choose to keep the 50 gold for whatever reason. Right. But like, as far as like the league, like logo it's reverting yeah. back to the red white and blue Fun fact, do you guys know why uh carolina stadium bank of america stadium uh has the nfl shield at the 50 yard line and not the panther logo no why is that uh the owner jerry richardson who was a first player first former player to ever own a team pr- uh, primary owner of a team uh believes that the nfl is is higher than any team in terms of uh, respect wise, you know, it's just like we're, you know, the NFL is the highest, highest mark, you know, and it holds the NFL in the highest regard. So he'll put the logo on the 25, I think is where the logos are, or 30, uh, the little Panther logo. But he uh, puts the shield in the, uh, he had chosen to use the shield at the 50 because he says, you know, nothing is, you know, higher I than the NFL. Yeah, that's interesting. I know the only other team that does that is New York, but they do that for ease of not having to change out the 50 yard line every time. They switch between a Giants or New York football Giants game or the New York Jets game. But fun little fact. I, I don't just, really like that. You know? No. No. Okay. I feel like I feel like the Panthers should have the Panther in the middle. Okay. Do you know their logo is uh, stylized to represent both states? Huh. North and South Carolina. The head is supposed to be uh, representing south where the body is north kind of look at the shape of the body and then look at the shape of the states oh okay because they represent that's why they're not the north carolina panthers or the charlotte panthers we talked about this last year or last semester with bryce because he was confused technically last year technically last year you're right because he uh because they represent both they wanted to put the stadium on the inner the the dividing line which i thought would have been cool it would have been 50 yard line the state line that would have been awesome that really would be uh, well, we have six minutes left, and we've kind of exhausted the... Uh, do we want to get into the extended final thoughts? Might as well. We never got to ask how Connor was, really. Yeah, I thought we did. Yeah, we asked how Connor was. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we're all out God. of it a little bit. It's still, we're still kind of getting in the groove. It's weird not being on TV, I think. I think that's the big thing. Is For some reason, being on TV... Not being on TV it throws me out. It keeps us in check more. <laughs> it does. Because TV will, like... And this is true. TV will occasionally, like... Throw something up on their graphics to like get us back on topic. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But uh, Connor, yeah. Final thought. Uh, final thoughts. Plural. Um, if you have them, we have five minutes. That's true. Oh um, well, Johanna Cespedes isn't a free agent anymore. He went back to the Mets. Uh, that was kind of. Uh, Yo, no. That, that, that came out of nowhere a little bit. Uh I don't. Uh. Yeah, come back to me. I have, I got nothing. I have nothing uh, right now. Like, I got. I haven't really looked at any. I don't really have anything on my mind right now. So, next, I'll pass for right now. Oh well, I guess. Joe Kabicki. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Just start talking before I even give you a chance. But okay, go ahead. Am I allowed to go? Um, like now? You yeah. want to go now? You may go now. Okay. Uh, Actually, wait, Eric. Final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> no. No final thoughts or I'm not gonna go. It's Joe's turn. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I just I'm just glad to be back on Hawk Talk. I'm I'm really excited for this semester. I'm able to be on more a lot more this semester. So, I mean that's that's the only final thought I have, and I hope everybody enjoys this week of Hawk Talk. Um, my final thought is yesterday I was trying to decide if I wanted to watch the 
Cardinals-Panthers game or should I watch the WWE Royal Rumble? And I was like, no, I, I'll watch the uh, Cardinals game. And really, it wouldn't have mattered which one I watched. They both ended with a disappointing ending, so it's unfortunate, but what are you going to do? It happens. But it was still fun watching the Royal Rumble. Fair enough. Triple H won, in case you guys are wondering. He's the uh, new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I saw. Cool. I saw. I just realized we're not on TV, so we could end early if we need to. Oh, that's we true. Don't, we don't have to go. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... It's great to be back, uh, uh, back here, and you know it's, I can only do it once a week, unfortunately, moving forward. But uh, well, I might be able to do it some Wednesdays, depending on uh, if my capstone's meeting that day. But you know, it's uh, it's gonna be a fun semester, my final semester, hopefully, as long as I pass everything. Um, but yeah, no, uh, let's see here. Shout out to you know uh, my sister's basketball team; they continue to play well. I guess give them a quick shout out. My sister's back in bed. And uh, she's playing hard, even though she's not going to uh, Whitewater next year. I can still forgive her for that. Where's she going? Oh, Claire. That's what oh. I expected. You know how they got her? My dad works there and was like, "I will offer, I will buy you a free meal every Friday if you go to Eau Claire." Not to mention a bunch of other things. But that was one deciding factor. Uh, congrats to my brother too. Officially got his degree. Um, was he graduated in December, but is a, was a student teacher. So the way it works with student teaching is you have to go and finish uh, your student teaching. So he still had like an extra month of school that he had to, to, to wrap up on. But he's officially done with school, so congratulations there. I believe he officially graduated like he was announced uh, magnum cum laude, which is with high honors. Um, but I do believe that since he is basically going to get a 4.0 this semester because he's of his student teaching grade, um, I believe that bumps him up to summa cum laude which is with highest honors. I can't quote me on that, but still, you're an overachiever, and I don't like you for that, but respect for graduating nonetheless. And uh, we're going to end a little bit early because... I actually do have one thing I just remembered. All right, Connor's going to finish up here. <laughs> <laughs> you do, like, you were, you were, like, saying congratulations to your family and everything. I specifically want to give one to my, br- to my brother. Um, we knew this, this was going to happen for some time, but I guess the fact that it's now on, like, the website, it's kind of like the official thing. Uh, his headshot's now on under his his headshot is now under the uh, baseball roster for uh, North Central College. He's a freshman, so uh, he's. Does he look like you? You know, yeah, kinda. A lot of people think so. Is he Go. taller? Yeah. Oh, that's not saying much. A couple. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's a couple inches taller than me. But no, I'm no. Uh, everyone's really excited for him. I'm really excited. I really hope we we play them because I want to announce that game. I want to see my brother play. So, but no, I want to say congratulations to my brother Avery. All right. Well, this has been Hot Talk on 9170 HW SUW Whitewater. We weren't on TV, so we couldn't get our pretty little faces on there. But nonetheless, stay tuned for uh, Michael Innos as his show is coming up. And then we'll be back on the air tomorrow. So, uh, similar group of people, but not me. So, uh, thanks for listening. Pete Rose, still not Hall of Fame. I have to end it with my week. So, nonetheless, thank you very much. Here is more music on the edge.